Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. Hello everyone, I am Reggie John and this is Logistic Tech Dialogues presented by Kale Logistics Solutions. This is our weekly dialogue on innovations and technologies that make logistics move faster and deliver better. Logistic Tech Dialogues is brought to you in partnership with Kale Logistics Solutions, a trusted global logistic IT solutions provider for several Fortune 500 companies worldwide. Every year, vaccines prevent numerous diseases and save millions of lives. Yet, one in five infants misses out on basic routine immunizations and as a result, several children die every year from diseases that can be prevented. High immunization coverage is especially difficult to achieve in rural areas where supply chain inefficiencies slow the rate at which vaccines can be delivered. The World Health Organization estimates that nearly 50% of vaccines are at risk of being wasted globally each year due to supply chain inefficiencies and mismanagement that include poor logistic infrastructure, inefficient call chain management, and lack of an integrated, easy-to-use technology platform that allows track and trace of vaccines from origin to destination. My guest today is Sid Chakravarti, founder and CEO of Stadwick. Sid Chakravarti founded Stadwick in 2016 along with his four colleagues. Stadwick is a blockchain startup that uses Internet of Things to record the journey of the products across the supply chain. Stadwick leverages the power of blockchain to transform supply chain. It does by taking all data end-to-end, -end, particularly IoT data, and bring all of those data onto the blockchain. When Sid founded Stadwick, he had no clue that he would one day be in the epicenter of the biggest rollout of vaccines in history. Sid joins me to discuss the progress of Stadwick since its founding in 2016. The launch of its signature product, Vaccine Ledger, multiple partnership with global organizations to roll out blockchain-enabled supply chain visibility platform to track and trace temperature-controlled pharmaceutical products, particularly vaccines, and the road ahead of this UNICEF Innovation Fund portfolio member. Sid, welcome to Logistic Tech Dialogues, and thanks for making time to talk to us. Thank you, Raji. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, uh, thanks for the invite. Sid, you founded Stadwick in 2016, as I said in the, in the introduction, as a blockchain startup using Internet of Things uh, to record the journey of products across the supply chain from origin to destination, allowing full visibility, a nearly perfect example of digital supply chain. Tell us about the creation of Vaccine Ledger, your signature product. The journey actually didn't start with the technology. I, um, so I, 2016 was when I moved back to India from U.S., I was working in Bay Area for large companies, uh, in the mostly in the emerging technology space, uh, blockchain, IoT, all of these were technologies that I have been working in the Valley for large companies like Cisco. So when I moved back, actually, one of the things that I did is uh, the pharma industry in Hyderabad, where I moved back to when I came moved back to India, is uh, is 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 one of the Hyderabad is the one of the big hubs for pharmaceutical products manufacturing and, and distribution. So when I got involved uh, with the industry, um, then that's where I came across the problems around 
the supply chain visibility, how lack of supply chain visibility is not uh, is uh, uh, causing these uh, big manufacturers to uh, not have competitive advantage uh, over um, over new age companies. So, and how the, how the losses are immense, right? So, so those are some of the problems that I came across back in 2016. And because I had experience with some of these technologies, I could connect the dots uh, between the problem and the solution. So. I, so that's where the vaccine ledger was born. The, the premise was if you can identify every single product in the supply chain and it, at a unit level, so even a single do, dose of uh, or a vial of vaccine in the supply chain, now you can record it, its journey across uh, the supply chain uh, starting from the manufacturers all the way to the beneficiaries. So now that opens a, a huge possibility to use that data to bring insights, actionable insights that can truly transform supply chains and make them much more resilient and sustainable. That was the starting point and we did some pilots, early pilots in rural India. Uh, we had a partnership with UC Berkeley's Smart Village Initiative. So this was early 2017 is when we started doing pilots. So that work really got noticed and uh, the largest uh, buyer and distributor of vaccines, which is UNICEF. Um, uh, it, 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 they noticed it and they funded it, uh, funded our company to develop that product, I mean, uh, into a truly large scale enterprise uh, solution. So that's how, uh, that's how the vaccine ledger was, uh, uh, was born. So like I said in the introduction, actually, you never thought that you would be in the midst of as you were about to launch the, the product of vaccine ledger, you would be in the midst of one of the biggest rollout of uh, vaccines around the world. Uh, and you have an ambitious target of supporting the flow of close to a billion doses, uh, which is about 10 to 15% of the total volume of doses that would be administered in the world, uh, besides the booster shoots that, uh, shots that could even come, uh, COVID vaccine through through your vaccine ledger platform by 2023. How rapidly are vaccine manufacturers and distributors like WHO and UNICEF adopting and using your platform? You're absolutely right. When we started out, I mean, vaccines was uh, <laughs> so purely purely industrial uh, uh, product supply chain. So there was not a lot of interest, um, at least not as, in, as much interest that we see today with, in the, with the vaccines, right, in the mainstream. Uh, media or uh, or in on a, in, in general public so it was it was very interesting and uh, we were kind of in the right place at the right time i think um, because uh, our um, progress in the space was quite rapid um, primarily because i mean to, to begin with we got funded by unicef for product development which is uh, which is by itself a great start so we for fun so it kind of opened a lot of doors for us and uh, we were able to uh, quickly develop the product, test it out, and uh, secure some long-term agreements with UNICEF, uh, which really helped us. In terms of uh, uh, yes, the the goal yes. So so the one billion is also very conservative. I, I we are hoping that if we re, if all things work out properly the way we, uh, the way they should, uh, we should be able to do more than one billion doses a year actually. So which. Um, which I'm quite positive, I think by 2023, we will be able to achieve that. Because the platform is has all the right capabilities and uh, um, it has a true value that it brings to all the different stakeholders in the supply chain. So it scales up and uh, the scalability is quite 
uh, quite sustainable, so to speak. And uh, that's what we are banking on. And um, the yeah, the, the work with large organizations is, uh, is happening really well. So there's uh, multiple countries interested in the, in the, in the solution. And uh, we are actively working in uh, right now in Latin America through IDP. We have built more partners than the UNICEF, uh, WHO uh, group. So we have uh, partners such as uh, IDB, Inter-American Development Bank in Latin America. So we have good partners here in India who are scaling us up. And also uh, we're looking for more partners in North Africa. So it's it's scaling uh, beyond uh, one single channel and uh, and we're quite positive. And, uh, and a lot of the volume will also come outside COVID-19 vaccines to in terms of regular vaccines because COVID-19 is still very political. There's a lot of control that's happening when it comes to COVID-19 vaccines. Um, so that would ease up, that would take some time to ease up, right? So it's not going to be uh, easy for solution, new technologies and solutions to be deployed for COVID-19 vaccines. But the rest of the vaccines are struggling. So, I mean, as you said in your introduction, uh, rightly said in your introduction, so we had problems before, right? So one out of five children were not getting vaccinated. And this was before pandemic. Now we imagine um, what would happen to the number when everyone is, every health department is focusing only on COVID-19 as a primary focus. So, so that's, uh, there's a huge threat to the other vaccines and that create a significant impact um, in that space as well. Sid, I'll come to your partnership and what is the, the road ahead for beyond the COVID vaccine and COVID is going to be there for quite some time. I uh, yeah. want to dwell some time on the, the technology platform that you have and it's about visibility and it's a real-time visibility. And my question is, how real is the real visibility of the COVID vaccine supply chain that you that you actually have take, undertaken right now? And how robust is the technology that you have developed uh, supporting this real-time visibility across the value chain, allowing access to multiple stakeholders? One of the things that we have done is built a very modular and scalable uh, platform which basically scales as the more more stakeholders in the supply chain joins the platform. So it's not necessarily that every single stakeholder in the supply chain is part of the solution from day one, right? So we don't, it's not like we need the freight forwarders, we need the, the warehouse manage, uh, warehouse companies, we don't need the airports, airlines. So all of these should, there's no need for all of them to be part of the system from day one. So we can, Still, basically, so the way platform works is we identify products uniquely and we capture data at unique touch points in the supply chain. And these touch points can be as granular as every single uh, hand that is touching the product, or it could be um, as wide as uh, point A to point B, which is um, from manufacturer to distributor, distributor to retailer, and retailer to consumer, right? So based on that, so because the, our solution has that flexibility, uh, the data is also, is in, in terms of the real-time nature of it, is quite dynamic as well. So uh, we have uh, basically the IoT support, which captures real-time data, providing continuous visibility of the product on the move. Uh, we have partners uh, who are uh, who we work with partners. So we don't we don't have our own IoT sensors. Uh, we work with partners uh, who have IoT sensors and basically pull data from that system. So so our customers have a choice 
basically the menu card to choose different sensors from through our platform. So, so that's one way we provide data, but we more importantly, more important than the IoT data, which provides IoT, uh, just temperature location. We also provide them deep uh, insights into transactions that happen at various points in the supply chain. So uh, things like chain of custody, uh, verifications that happen on product quality, safety at very various touch points in the supply chain. Um, any any other issues related to the product in terms of delays, uh, missing items, damages, all of those can be recorded on the software, giving a holistic view, both on the quality of the product and the safety of the product, right, across the supply chain. Sir, I just want to understand at what point in the in the value chain Static enters. Uh, is it at the manufacturing once? Let me take the example of the vial uh, or the box of vial. I, I believe you were at you were actually tracking it at a, at a unit level. So I'm talking about one vial which would have like yes. ten doses. So you would have an IoT device or IoT uh, tag which would be attached to the uh, to the to the vial. Is 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 that is that where you actually start your uh, supply chain visibility and tracking? Yes, uh, I mean, we track at a wild level, but not using IoT uh, though. So that is uh, not sustainable. It's it's not feasible at the moment, but we we track them uh, using the serial numbers, GTIN numbers uh, that are given to these wild files and how they are packaged in a primary, secondary, and tertiary packaging. So all that is mapped into our software uh, right at the beginning at a manufacturing stage. For a lot of uh, standardized industries, for a non-standardized industries like food and uh, agriculture, we do it at a at an aggregation point, which is the first aggregation point. Could be a depot or could be a could be a warehouse. So that's where the uh, that's where the tagging and tracking starts. Okay, and uh, which of the current COVID vaccines are tracked and traced uh, on the vaccine ledger platform? I, I believe this. You're really agnostic to what type of vaccine it any 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 product could be tracked. Uh, and are there any specific regions or countries where the use of your platform is more common than others? Yeah, a lot of our work is still under progress, uh, so I can't really talk about the 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 vaccine names. And the, and the companies that we are working with. But in terms of regions, we're seeing, I mean, we started uh, doing well in India, but after COVID-19, uh, I mean, the second wave, things started to slow down in India, but uh, we're seeing tremendous traction in Latin America uh, right now uh, through through our partners and uh, and the, in the MENA region. So the, those are in sequence-wise, uh, so those are the two, AD, two regions where we're seeing a lot of traction. You had an announcement in India having a, and it's it's also that you have uh, you had your base in Hyderabad, a major production hub for vaccines. Uh, a number of COVID vaccines also are actually produced and manufactured in Hyderabad. Uh, you have announced a number of partnership in the recent past. Uh, most of them are for COVID vaccine. Tell us about the partnership with the GMR Hyderabad Air Cargo Division of the Hyderabad Airport, along with Indigo Apollo Logi Solutions. Uh, has that been rolled out? And this is for the, the domestic distribution of the COVID vaccines. And the idea was to uh, cater it for both domestic and international. So it was kind of keeping both of them in mind. Uh, and uh, the, the progress has been amazing. I mean, uh, we... We have we are active in uh, the Hyderabad airport. We have been working with uh, strongly uh, partners like Apollo Logi Solutions. We have scaled up those partnerships to more include more 
uh, more uh, logistics companies and uh, um, more much more warehouse capacity so so a lot of work is uh, has been happening in the last uh, few months around that and the progress is um, immense so and the good point uh, good good opportunity that came out of that those partnerships is that now we have the infrastructure that goes beyond uh, that can pro track products beyond just covid-19 vaccines or vaccines in particular now it can be applied to any other pharma product or uh, non-pharma product as well. So all of the all of all the products that are going through these key touch points in the supply chain. So it's uh, scaling up. I mean that's I'm so it's scaling up quite quite nicely. Uh, so we are onboarding more airports. Uh, soon there will be some announcements uh, around that. So where we will be live and uh, I think uh, what we are building is a is a excellent uh, global network in terms of uh, creating visibility. So as soon as a product touches one of these touch points, so we will know uh, when it arrived, uh, what, in what condition it arrived and uh, what are the things, uh, transactions that took place at that touch point and when did it leave that uh, touch point. So that gives us uh, a lot of capacity and uh, uh, I mean data to, to do, really build uh, the modern supply chains of future. Sid, you also have a partnership with Tech Mahintra for a, for a global rollout of your vaccine ledger platform. Yeah. That partnership allows you access to Tech Mahindra's pharma supply chain uh, customers and clients. Uh, could you give us some more details of this partnership and has this been already rolled out? And if not, when, when, when do you expect to have it started? We have a very strong relationship with Tech Mahindra, both as a channel partner, as you rightly pointed out, because of their access to very large pharmaceutical companies, uh, but also from a, a deployment partner uh, who can basically take our solution. We are a small team. We are still a startup. We are I mean, uh, we're keep, consciously keeping ourselves lean uh, so that we stay focused on the product. Uh, so we need someone uh, like Tech Mahindra basically to scale the solution at a, on a global stage uh, in multiple geographies uh, with multiple clients and in a very large scale ecosystem. So, so they bring in a lot of capacity uh, resources um, from, from their end. It's, so it's a truly synergetic uh, combination uh, from that point of view. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, both sides, uh, we are uh, very, very happy with how things are progressing and we have good, uh, big goals uh, for where we, uh, in terms of where we can take this uh, solution together. Sid, everyone expected the COVID uh, to disappear once the vaccine is discovered and vaccine rollout. Uh, it seems that it is going to be a, a long road uh, ahead. Uh, COVID is not going to disappear. It's going to going to be there around. We, we all all of us need to get uh, get used to it. Uh, but at the same time, how do you take your solution and platform to other critical commodities? I'm specifically talking about temperature control, pharmaceutical product, and even if you consider vaccines as the variety or the category you have hundreds of other vaccine that needs to be administered in different parts of the world uh, how how do you like to uh, respond to shippers demand for end-to-end -end visibility for other vaccines other than the covid vaccines yeah i mean supply chains are center stage now right so they were never a top priority of a cio uh, before right so it was probably in a list of 20 items it was in the 18th or 19th thing but now things have changed it's in the top five uh and probably top two or top three right now 
with a, in a lot of CIOs. So supply chain visibility and transparency have, have become, um, I think, center stage. So even in the recent quad meeting that happened with uh, between the three leaders, so there was supply chain mentioned at least four to five times uh, in terms of uh, how they want uh, want to prioritize it. So. So it's both politically, economically, and also I think uh, supply chains have come to a center stage. So that what that means is it would amplify or accelerate a uh, solution like ours and others in the industry, right? So there will be faster adoption and there will be, um, and uh, there will be, I think, a lot more innovation that is going to come out of uh, all of this. In terms of us, so yeah, we didn't start with COVID-19 vaccines. We started with other vaccines in mind. So so. Um, so we, I mean, the solution is already built to cater to that need. And also uh, we're starting to work with oncology products and other products in, within the pharmaceutical segments. So, so there is a lateral scale that we are looking at. And, um, and beyond that, as, as, as I said, one of the things that we are building is the supply chain infrastructure, digital infrastructure, which means um, any, any product could be a mobile phone or a vaccine, or it could be a, a, a diamond going through these touch points where we operate. So we're going to have visibility data about it. So, so that way we can scale it to multiple other supply chains in the future. So having funded by UNICEF, that does not restrict you to enter into other critical commodity supply chain uh, solutions that you can create. Uh, there are also a lot of the other premium, high yield, uh, expensive products that are actually moving across the supply chain. No, actually, it doesn't uh, limit us in any way. Uh, UNICEF is uh, UNICEF Innovation Fund is an extremely innovative fund. Uh, so they their focus is only helping the startup scale more uh, and not uh, prevent uh, from them uh, con constrain them in any way. Uh, to be honest, so and that's uh, the I think it's uh, uh, vaccines is where we started and uh, I think is going to have be our major traction area for at least uh, next couple of years. And as, and as we scale other areas uh, slowly. So you already made mention about the supply chain visibility and how it is becoming a center stage and it is actually at the heart of uh, very high level political deliberations across the world. Uh, it's also one of the biggest trends in recent years and there are several millions of dollars uh, being invested into logistic technology companies that provide solutions that offer visibility and transparency. What are your thoughts on this trend? And do you think this is only the beginning of the big dollars chasing the best ideas and solutions in the supply chain visibility landscape? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if you look at it, uh, supply chain plays a huge role in a lot, of, uh, a lot of innovation that is happening even on the consumer side and also enterprise side. So, and there, there, there are new business models that are evolving in the supply chain space. So it's no longer cost saving, improving efficiency, um, which, I mean, which are important, but could sound boring to an investor, right? So at the end of the day, so, but there are new business models evolving where you're actually driving and generating revenue for different stakeholders. Uh, you are uh, creating new products. You're figuring out how, how a new product can reach an end consumer in a, in a new innovative way. So there's a lot of innovation happening in this space, which is what is attract, truly attracting in, uh, investors. It's not, it's not the same old stuff of uh, cost saving or, uh, or, the, or, the, or the improving efficiency, which is, which is fine. Uh, but I mean, the decision making, the sales cycles over there is very long. 
so which is not a good SaaS model and it like used to push away in investors previously but since the since the emergence of these new business models i think a lot of investors are looking at this as a new uh, uh, new possibility or new field for generating some unicorns so your stadvig is a, is a unicef funded startup as i said earlier what are your future plans and how do you scale your operations and reach uh, of your platform not just covid vaccines but every vaccines and perhaps other other commodities that needs to be tra uh, traced and tracked to make it uh, effective and reduce wastage in the in the in the supply chain so what are some of your plans uh, i know you you also have uh, loomis partners as uh, as an investor uh, your future plans how do you want to scale your operations and uh, increase uh, your customer base yeah we're, we're looking at this from multiple angles uh, angles right from product perspective we're building this very robust highly scalable solution which has the capabilities um, uh, built into it to handle um, supply chains a much, much broader supply chains um, and in each supply chain provide truly differentiated value uh, to the customers so that's that's being done on the product side on the other side uh, we we're building strategic partnerships we're building the right channels uh, to scale up so uh, so we're uh, basically getting ourselves surrounded by some of the very i mean uh, top names in the supply chain industry to mentor us advisors and help us scale uh, in different geographies um, with in different verticals uh, quite rapidly um, so so that's so that those are i think Two, two important areas where we are focusing on. Uh, we are at the same time also focusing on financially handling this by raising raising capital at the right time uh, so, so that we are not basically uh, putting ourselves in a situation uh, where we are not able to scale, right? So, so those are like few, few things that we are uh, doing uh, as a startup to scale. I think uh, so far, I think it's uh, we're going in the right direction. So all the all the metrics indicate that we're going in the right direction. So uh, we're quite uh, quite positive about uh, what holds for us uh, in the future. So do you have already adequate capital already raised, or are you looking at raising more capital? And how big is your team? We're uh, as I said, we're quite lean. Uh, we're around twenty three people right now. Uh, and the entire company so and we have raised capital before and uh, we are in the middle of a fundraising right now sid thank you so much uh, it was a pleasure talking to you i like to wish you all the very best and uh, wish also your team the very best uh, ahead thank you thanks so much that was sid chakravarti founder and ceo of stat week join me next thursday as i bring you a new guest in a fresh episode of logistic tech dialogues presented by Kale Logistics Solutions. Until next Thursday, take good care and be safe.